You are now listening to Sound of Sand. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sound of Sanity. This is Nathan, your humble and obedient host. We've got Benjamin Solzer, the preacher who's a teacher of sanity right there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Nathan. How are you doing today? Good. 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 I'm glad, always glad to hear someone that I like is doing well. And speaking of people that I like, why don't we find out if the third mysterious gentleman is doing well? Pastor Jacob Minsel, pastor who's a master of sanity. How are you, Jake? Fine, how are you? I'm all right. He's are you, but are you well? Mm-hmm. All right, he's well. All right. Well, speaking of wells, we're going to peer into the great well of November in 1984, guys! Ooh! Wasn't actually the sound effect I was trying for, but... It worked. That'll work. I thought we needed a more dramatic sting, though. November in 1984, guys! People will remember, this is a fan-generated episode. We have a Discord, which you can access through patreon.com forward slash soundofsanity. And on that Discord, our Discord friends post things they'd like us to talk about. And then we talk about them in this episode. And they are things relating to, oh, our society and where we're at and culture and stuff that happened in November. So what is going on in November in the wonderful world of 1984, gentlemen? Well, PayPal PayPal's going to find users for misinformation. That's one thing. That is the thing that happened, and then they stopped. Pulled back, and then they slipped it right back in. Slipped it right back in? Yeah. I don't know that I have any deep thoughts about that, besides that people are utterly, what's the word, obvious in their the lies that they tell. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. get off PayPal. Get off PayPal, yeah. Hmm. I haven't used PayPal for much of anything in a long time. So, hmm. But yeah, I certainly don't want them to find me $2,500 for misinformation. So, all right. Next, we have today in soft totalitarianism, an article in the American Conservative by Rod Dreher. Yep, about how Chase closed down the account of a nonprofit religious liberty advocacy group. So it's about it's about being debanked. Debanked. <laughs> what? Did you just <laughs> do the the Chicago thing? That Saturday Night Live thing? No, not that I meant and not that I know of. <laughs> like dub bears. <laughs> debanked. Maybe. <laughs> if so, you may not appear on this show. It's actually written in the fine print. <laughs> uh, Saturday Night Live references whatsoever. Yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, Nathan's going to have to stop calling for cowbell, though. Yep. I'm going to have to stop <laughs> oh, calling yeah. for cowbell. Yes, you will. <sighs> I've never actually made a cowbell joke, have I? You make them all the time. It's really annoying. Do I? Yeah. I don't think I've ever made a cowbell joke. I think you do. I think Jake is... <laughs> slandering me that's called gaslighting me <laughs> yeah by choosing something like the most lamestream reference that i personally would be ashamed to ever make 
and well, ac- accusing me of and, doing the very thing that is the antithesis of my entire persona. <laughs> Some of us are hypocrites, Nathan, and I just think it should point it out that you're a hypocrite of the first order. Well. You, you love that more cowbell sketch, as I recall, and you're always referencing it. Talking can, about you, Bruce Dickinson, and you always like, the first thing that happens when we come down here to record is you make Bruce Dif- Dickinson references to yourself, and talk about how you put your pants on one leg at a time like anybody else, except when you do, you make golden podcasts, and it's amazing and annoying. I just wish you would stop. Yep. You know who else was <laughs> hypocrite of the First Order? <laughs> General Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to pull the name of not, that's not as good. I wanted the name of the guy, not I didn't want Kylo Ren. I didn't want General Snoke. I wanted that other guy. Snoke, it's, he's Supreme Commander Snoke, I believe. Yeah, yeah but a hypocrite of the First Order, General, General Huxley. 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 Yeah, yeah, General Hux. I've been Hux. been waiting like I'm like trying to pull General <laughs> Hux's name for the, the an amazing bit of uh, Is it Admiral Hux. Maybe? Admiral Hux. I think he might change a couple uh, times actually. Who knows? All right, let's pretend like Jake just got done with his spiel. You know who else is a hypocrite of the First Order? General Hux. Great joke, Nathan. Good pull. Thanks, Jake. (laughs) All right, so we're being debanked. Oh, crap. This one doesn't turn off. (laughs) Oh, there we go. It's off. All right. All right, so we're being debanked. Yep. <laughs> we are. Yeah, I mean it's it's an article about how the regime's going to come for you. If okay. You're conservative. Yeah. Oh. True. I mean any deep thoughts about that one, guys? Put your money in a jar under your mattress. I have no idea. I got nothing. Yeah, I haven't thought about this. I just know it's a thing. I mean the only actual thing I would say is diversify if you're capable of diversifying, but right. but I don't most of my money's all in a couple bank accounts. I mean, yeah. If they took all of my money, they're I, local. My my money's all in local accounts. So, yes, that I feel like gives me just a little bit of protection. Yeah, I feel like I have some level of relationship with my local bank, which probably helps. I'm not necessarily just a number on a ledger that they could cancel. You know, they, they can leverage Capital One or Chase in a way that they can't necessarily and with as much immediate effect leverage your local credit union or something like that. Maybe. Right. Hmm. Diversify, pray, don't worry about it. Okay, next. Trans women must register for the draft. <clears throat> Trans men don't have to. What do you know about that? I just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some hypocrisy of the first order. This is yeah. a gen- regular General Hux level hypocrisy of the Under first order. President Joe Biden's administration, transgender women who are born male must register for selective service. However, transgender men who are born female do not have to register for selective service. Well, the policy was established before Biden took office. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Not a lot of value in pointing out the hypocrisy of the left except to to shrug and say, this is 1984-level garbage. It is insane. I mean, we are actually Mm. recording this the day after election day. The results are still coming in as we record this. But the idea that Depending on which way the wind blew, they were ready to say election fraud. Right. After a years of, oh, you conspiracy theorist, election denier. Uh, that's something. That's something. I don't know what else yep. to say about that. Okay. 
Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and more Harry Potter stars pay tribute to Robbie Coltrane. Oh, just, Robbie Coltrane just died. died. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not sad. Yeah, but then, <clears throat> but then they didn't mention. They didn't make a reference to Rowling's tribute to him, or so so claims Jake. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Just again. Mm-hmm. The way that she's consistently being ignored or deplatformed. Mm-hmm. It's just a thread worth keeping your eye on and following. I feel like eh, maybe it's not, but mm-hmm. she has 14 million followers on Twitter. She is, in fact, the biggest of all of these people. And she gave a tribute. But apparently, in any, any acknowledgement of the Harry Potter verse, it's got to exclude Rowling. So. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Warner Discovery trying to make its way as a new corporate entity. And obviously they've got a couple of big brands that they want to push as heavily as possible. And they want to push those brands. Like they want new Batman movies. They want new Superman movies. The, the two brands being DC, of course, and uh, Wizarding World. the Wizarding World. And so you've got to imagine they want to make some Wizarding movies. You've got to also imagine that they don't want to make any more Fantastic Beasts because the last one drastically overperformed. They were bad movies, whatever else you want to say about underperformed, I think you mean. What did I say? Overperformed. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, wrong. No. False. Sorry, folks. I meant underperformed. Mm. So you gotta imagine they'd love to rest uh, to rescue rest that IP away from Miss Rawling and just do something completely different with it, have freedom to do it. And I don't know. Yeah, I what mean the one way or are another there. they're gonna try to find an angle to do with that world what you know what Amazon's done with Middle Earth and stuff like that. It's just, it's such a valuable property, such valuable IP, but you got to be able to toe the line politically. And she's made it clear that she won't. So, based on the quickest of Googles, Rawling does not own trademark rights to Harry Potter branding in the United States. So, Warner Brothers has at least some right, some ownership to do whatever they want with this thing. But I'm sure it's a lot more complicated. It's got to be a lot more complicated. And also they have to reckon with the fact that there's tons of people that don't care about Twitter and don't care about modern the modern news cycle. In the minute that you you take mm-hmm. try to cut rolling out of her own world, you create an equal and opposite. Maybe right. not equal. Maybe even a greater. Who knows? I think Hollywood's had a lot of hard lessons over the last 20 years that... Uh, Twitter and the social media is not real life. Oftentimes things will seem like they're really important and then they won't actually be reflected in the numbers. Sometimes movies will get a lot of clout. Snakes in the Plane was a famous example of a movie <laughs> that nerds were having fun kind of saying, yes, we're going to go see Snakes on a Plane. And so they pushed for a really wide release. They went back and did some research. They, they tried to, they, they, they really fell behind uh, Snakes on, the, on a Plane and then Nobody actually cared. Actually, it's just something like this just happened with what's that stupid Jared Leto vampire thing? Morbius. Oh, yeah, Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, yeah. there's a little ironic movement of Morbius love on on social media, and so they re-released it to a resounding thud because it turned out no one actually wanted cared. to see yep. Morbius. Mm-hmm. Ironically, mm-hmm. but then there was also the thing where a bunch of guys decided that they were going to dress up in suits and go see minions and. It was like a little TikTok movement, and it pushed did did great business for Minions. So, as the great William Minions Goldman. is a franchise that has legs. Yeah, snakes on a plane. No, not so much. So, in any case, 
yeah, fascinating that they 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 just they have this giant problem. Her name is J.K. Rowling. Maybe they'll just make her have a heart And she's attack. willing to give them all kinds of things that nobody else has actually had the courage to give them, but she's not willing to give them what they want. Right. And so this last horrible Fantastic Beast movie, which is genuinely horrible, mm-hmm. does have the most explicit and credible gay love story in franchise film history, probably. Hmm. Certainly the most central to the plot at the very least like it's yeah well, the whole story is about two gay lovers which i don't think you can name another popular franchise you can certainly find gay movies out there but i mean all like kinds that are yeah star wars level yeah hmm. not in not in big tent franchise film not, that would be the, not marvel not star wars not anything else like this i was about to say it would be the equivalent of if poe and finn fell in love in the sequel trilogy for star wars but it's not even that because they're not central enough to the plot it would be if Kylo Ren had a gay lover or something like that. Like it's with really Hux or something with, with like Hux, that. yeah, or or with Poe. Like it's it's really central to the plot. So yeah, they can keep pretending like J.K. Rowling doesn't exist in certain news cycles, but they do have a giant J.K. Rowling problem. I mean, they also have the J.K. Rowling problem of the fact that she's not. I don't think been that great of a custodian of her own universe. I don't know if I want to say that. I mean, all her retconning's been pretty dumb. All her Everything she's done since she wrapped, I don't know about Cursed Child, but outside of Cursed mm. Child, the first Fantastic <laughs> Beast movie had had some promise. Yes, it was but, weird and dark and lame in some places, but it looked it like, like it was going okay, somewhere. like this could be the lame launch of something that turns out to be really great. Right. But yeah, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen one. They got like four more. She has like four more planned or something like that. Wow. There's going to be a five series, five part series. So, so two more. There's two more that <clears throat> I think she's under contract for even, but I don't think that they're probably going to pull the trigger after they basically, as gracefully as they could, capped off the story in this last one. And well, they had they had they've had two big major casting issues where they had Johnny Depp who then got canceled and then now is. Uncanceled, Uncanceled, essentially. Yeah. And so that's a big snafu. But then they've got Ezra Miller as... Yeah, uh, that problem's not going anywhere. Right. Ezra Miller is who Ezra Miller is, and he's he's not going to not be Ezra Miller, so he's just got to be... Ezra Miller uses they-them pronouns. Ezra Miller is who they is, are, Jake. Right, okay. Well, turns out those pronouns go along with problems. Yes. And so it's true. That is what it is. That is what it is. Yeah, poor, poor Warner Brothers. It looked like they were going to get their DC act together for a minute and a half there, but nobody liked Black Adam. You had, you had Aquaman hit, which everybody kind of liked, and you had Shazam, which I never saw and I don't think I'd like, but I, everybody kind of well, liked it. Well, now they're revamping everything. They've put James Gunn as head of the studio, mm-hmm. they brought Henry Cavill back. <clears throat> He's excited. Jason Momoa is in the news, at least being a good boy, saying he just got out of a pitch meeting where his DC dream dream pitch actually happened. Like he gets to be in the movie in the position that he never imagined would be pitched. So James Gunn's at least working some PR magic, pulling some people strings and people and things together. It feels He's like getting people talking. You know, oh man, what could it be? Could it be a DC Marvel crossover? <laughs> like, could it be, you know, as part of the MCU's multiverse thing, or could it be? Uh, oh man, 
multiverses are so boring at this point. Oh man, it's so yep. bad. They're terrible. I mean, I'm just disappointed. I sort of liked that they were doing <laughs> filmmaker first and just like, who cares about the larger continuity? It sounds like they're going to start chasing Marvel's tail again, which is just the dumbest thing they could possibly do. Like, just let Matt Reeves make his own Batman say, thing. Yeah. It's great. Let Find somebody who has a vision for Superman, an actual non-Snyderian vision for Superman. Let him make a Superman thing. Just don't try and tie it all together, The world guys. is ready for Superman. Like, right now, if you had a Superman who was just pure, mm-hmm. it would be it would hit so well. Yeah, we don't need ironic metatextual Superman. We don't need Superman return Superman. We just need Superman. Like just give us a Superman who's Superman Christopher and Reeves. watch people line up for that nostalgia bait. They they, mm-hmm. they lined up for Captain America. Same thing. All right, uh, next in a new non-binary category, one marathoner finally feels at home. The news is just, oh, this is how maybe they're going to negotiate the whole question of men competing as women. Just have a non-binary category. Have a non-binary category where throw all your trans non-binary people into that category, have it be its own separate thing so that women can compete against women and men against men. I mean, aside from- It doesn't work because you're still going to have- you know, that political issue of a trans person saying, I really am a man. Right. I really am a woman. Right. Well, you won't have, I really am a man because no woman transitioning to man is going to be able to compete right. at any high level among men. But men transitioning to women will forever be able to dominate women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I hate that. But it's interesting the ways that people are trying to just sort of negotiate these tensions. And, it, you know, it's like, Dovetails on the rolling conversations. It's, she's not, she would not describe herself as anti-trans. Mm-hmm. She would just describe herself as pro-woman. Right. Yeah. I mean, putting aside all the the morality of it and everything, I just hate that. I just hate the cultural shift towards everything splintering into smaller units. Into Like we don't have any cultural homogeny where there's like, it's the thing that we all watch. It's the TV show. It's the sporting event that everybody cares about. It's like, this little group here has to have a thing, and this group over here has. I mean, there's still the Super Bowl. There's still there's still lots of things. Everybody's special, but yeah, therefore nobody's special. Nobody's special. Yeah, Brad Bird had it right. That Ann Rindian <laughs> freak. Okay, next Washington Post article. Oh yeah, this on is on black sperm donors. Black sperm donors. <laughs> Boy, is it an intense article? Yeah. Well, what's it all about, Ben? Well, it's about how hard it is for black women to find black sperm donors because they just don't donate that much and so it's very hard and the money quote oh there's the money quote is something our friend chris put in there's so many good african-american men out there brooks said maybe they just don't know how much they're needed to create families and that is about the darkest thing (laughs) i can think of because of course she's not talking about creating families she's talking about creating babies with black men's sperm so that they can be the dads who aren't there on purpose, not there, abandoning their children to some... It's just it's just a freakish and gross thing. Mm-hmm. It is worth, it's worth reading. There are so many great, healthy people out there. They just don't know how much their organs are That's needed. Right. I mean... It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. And then, of course, you blame it on... I think this article blames some of it on white supremacy. Yeah. Until the past few years, the fertility industry was marketed primarily to white people. Man, yeah, let us, please, 
say to black people, let us turn our children into property and products as well. Don't let that be just your game, white people. Give us your decadent techno magic. I suppose I should underline the fact that you, you just said the black people are saying, please let us turn our children into property. I did. I didn't even think about how charged that was. It's just the fact that that is what the no, fertility industry does. And that's exactly right. And it's amazing. Somebody, it, somebody can actually straight facedly write an article about, wouldn't it be nice if there were more black children as property in the world today? Yep. Oh, full circle. Full, full circle. Full circle. Welcome to the new kind of slavery. Whites are pioneering for you guys. Don't get left out. And speaking of full circle, Elon Musk has circled back around and took over Twitter. He's the new Twitter guy. What Came you in, fired a bunch of people. Which was, got of course, the job done. Super fun in a <laughs> schadenfreude kind of a way. But you guys have any deep thoughts about Elon's Twitter? Uh, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. I don't take anything that he does all that seriously. I think he's just a... I think if there's one thing you could say about Elon Musk that we can all agree with, he's a savvy businessman. Is it true that Twitter that Tesla's actually never advertised? I think so, yeah. That he's just such a great personality and brander kind of guy that he doesn't have to, basically. Like, yeah, he just... He just exists. And he exists and he tweets and he does things and it gets covered and it builds his rep and it builds his companies and it builds the things. And I think it's very important to remember that's the guy that owns Twitter. So eight bucks. I don't know what, I don't know how he really Maybe he'll do it. That. Maybe he won't, but he's in the news cycle for it. Yeah, either way. And he's got... creating a conversation. And part of his brand too is like, like his self-cultivated brand is well, he's the guy that considers all kinds of ideas and options and throws things out and pulls back and self-corrects and admits when he's wrong and is willing to be corrected in public forums. And right. be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. I'd never thought about that. Let me rethink this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that was wrong. Uh, so you can easily see somebody and you can never, I don't think, unless you know him personally, I don't think you can tell the difference between him throwing something out there that he can self-correct from. Right, like in, in this particular case, it was 20 bucks. And then within a few hours, I think it was... Eight bucks. Right. You know, to get like Twitter if, verified and get the little check mark if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Is that an example of the per persuasion tactic of leading with something bad so that you can make a concession and pull back? Was that just like getting splashy in the news and showing that you're the kind of person who makes concessions? Is that, is it still all part of another thing? Was it legitimate? Like, oh, wow, I miscalculated this. Let me correct it really fast, mm -hmm. like I do. You know, in any case, it builds into the idea of Elon Musk as the guy who he's reasonable. He listens. He pays attention. He has his ideas. He's going to stick to his guns. He's going to pull back when he thinks he's wrong. He is the reasonable man that right. is also a genius that you can trust. And you can trust him because of those things. Yeah, I think there's also a sense in which if I've got to be under a tyranny, I'd rather be under Joseph Stalin, let's say, than the faceless minions of 1984. You know, in other words, Elon Musk is a guy. He's somebody tangible that I can react to. He's human, which makes me feel, well, rightly or wrongly, it makes me feel more safe as I send out tweets on Warhorn Media's account. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a personality that's judging this, that's making decisions, as opposed to just kind of this faceless, liberal, woke force that we had to contend with before. And he's created this sense that you and I can feel where you don't know, like if we got censored on Twitter, if we at, if we tagged Elon, he might just respond and say, let me look into that. 
Yeah. Like that's yeah. part of the legend that he's built and created mm-hmm. and cultivated. And I'm sure that, you know, for every one person he does something like that to, there are millions of people that mm-hmm. just sort of get ignored. But he does that sort of thing enough that it gives you the impression yeah. that he is just that much a man of the people that he might actually listen to you. You might actually hit his radar. He may take up your concern. He may be concerned that you were unfairly treated or whatever right. and do something about it. Like it's part of his brand. Right. Better a tyrant pretending he's a king than a bureaucrat not pretending. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, I mean, it, we're, the worst case scenario is it's a little bit like Absalom taking winning uh-huh. the people's hearts from uh-huh. King David. He's like, hey, I'm the guy in the gate that actually listens to you. I can't actually really do anything for you because I'm not the king. But if I was the king, I probably could do some pretty cool stuff for you. So we'll see. I, I'm not like an Elon hater. I'm also not an Elon fanboy. I'm, I just... It's interesting to observe. I will say I do feel a little safer on Twitter, whether rightly or wrongly. Okay. Next, we Well, ha- and he also... Yeah. I mean, this is just the next thing, right? He starts pulling out right away things, emails, internal memos and emails and things like that saying, hey, turns out the board of Twitter has hid this stuff from the court. Look what I found. Like, this is like day one Elon, mm. you know? He's got yeah. like two or three things like this that he's going to throw out there. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, you have a sense for such a cagey, careful, and manipulative man that he's openly cagey, careful, and manipulative. He's always living out loud in his cagey, careful, manipulativeness. So you you sort of have a sense, even though you never really know what he's playing at, that what you see is what you get. And I, I don't know how to put those two two things together, but they both exist, and yeah, it makes you trust him a little bit more. Like yeah, so this is just the next twi- uh, next link in the Discord is. He posts screenshots, people on the board or whatever, laughing and saying, we're literally doing what Elon is accusing us of doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Know, that kind of thing. Which is insane. All right. So Chris wanted us to talk about the time change. <laughs> it's a little past by the time this episode happens, yeah, but so. I think the time change is stupid. I hope that they abolish it. I'll, it's I've, got a standard time. If it ever shows up on a ballot, I'll vote for it. I'd happily vote for standard time. I've never understood the logic. I think FDR is a freak. And yeah, I have no patience for it whatsoever. Hey, here's an idea. You could start getting up at five o'clock instead of six o'clock, or your industry could start a little earlier without us all having to change our clocks. Dumb farmers. Okay. And nothing to do with the farmers. The farmers are going to be up at the sunrise no matter what. Exactly. All right. AI can speak to animals, but experts fear humans will misuse it. <laughs> it's amazing. So... Basically, the idea here is that there's an AI that can vibrate on some frequencies that that bees. They can manipulate the bees simply by imitating their vibrations and the way the hive communicates. Oh, I want to see this movie. This would be a good movie. Oh, yeah. Or a good reality if some villain gets a hold of the bee. Technology. I mean, you've seen it in comics, right? Like it's Ant-Man. It's that sort of thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty crazy i don't uh, you guys have any talk crosstalk on this one i think it's cool i think man should learn how to manipulate bees i'm all for it i'm not (laughs) anticipating any kind of jurassic park ian goldblum catastrophe i and i'm not being sarcastic here i really do think it's awesome that we're learning to control bees put collars on dogs have an ai tell the bees what to do 
I hope it doesn't fall into the hands of the next Hitler, but I am all for controlling those bees. All right. (laughs) The White House tweeted out, seniors are getting the biggest increase in their social security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership, which I just, I could not stop. I was in awe of the tweet itself. The audacity (laughs) of the tweet in and of itself, the audacity of, of the whole thing. Seniors are getting the biggest increase in their social security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. Mm-hmm. We really have the audacity to say that the COLA increase right. due to inflation is somehow a win for the administration. It's amazing. and It's utterly amazing. And then it gets more fun because <laughs> Twitter added context mm-hmm. pointing out that the cost of living adjustments based on the inflation rate mm-hmm. and... So they really are posting their losses as wins. Yeah. I mean, the tweet's <sighs> not wrong, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's now been deleted from what I can tell. It's yes, gone. Yes, they deleted so. it. Next, we have the writer at Dawn talking about the procedure, which I'm not overly familiar with. Can someone tell us about the procedure? No, it was a little bit of discussion. Nobody posted anything for us to actually look at. Just a question. If you've seen it, Clearly, it's a documentary or something about infanticide, but obviously none of the three of us in the room watched it. Well, I watched I, it or looked into it too much. I, I watched the, the, the documentary of about 15 years ago, now probably, called Lake of Fire. I never finished it, but it is a fantastic, about as even-handed, if there is such a thing, documentary where they just show both sides and all their extremities. And at the end of the documentary, they do a complete abortion on camera i've never actually seen that part of it because i did not want to watch that part of it but the well, thing the that's thing that, what happened on npr leading up to the midterms uh, and exactly the kind of thing that i think ended up stemming any kind of red wave that was going to happen sorry to interrupt you stemming red wave in the sense that like people people were scared they were going to lose their reproductive rights quote unquote or yeah i mean npr did this 11 week abortion thing on morning edition where they broadcast an actual abortion over the air i did listen to that and that was pretty sickening i mean all you do here is essentially the sound of a vacuum turning on but you know what that vacuum is doing that's horrible yeah it's horrifying um but that is look at all that they're taking away from are going to take away from you Mm -hmm. was the strategy and it worked to a large extent to stem the or appears to have worked you know day after the election yeah, I think that and the fact that Republicans are a very uncharismatic <laughs> bunch of people. Like if if we actually had good people running, I think it might have been different. But I don't know. I think that at this point it was team versus team. Mm-hmm. And so who's going to be – it was the common enemy that was going to rally. But then again, yeah, Florida under DeSantis' leadership went – Big time red and was the only place. Yeah, I think if Trump, instead of being an idiot, had supported good people. Well, Trump is just over. I think that's what. But anything that, yeah, A, Trump is over and nobody cared. B, anything that Trump did do was to sow division and destructive. If he could just get behind DeSantis. Right. That's that's the way forward for. For the Republican Party. For, for the GOP. Yeah. Period. What, what was proven is. I think something that had already been proven, but this has, first of all, this is a long-term generational fight and mm-hmm. we're, and, and conservatives are, are generations behind to the only kind of 
leadership of any stature that mattered over the last couple of years is DeSantis, mm. period. And Trump is over. And so that's it. It's like, get behind that guy, follow his tactics. But I don't know. Well, the fact that Trump, Trump can't get mm. behind him, the fact that Trump is still out there trumpeting for Trump is very Trumpian, but also so selfish. And Yeah, it tells you everything you already knew about him. He doesn't care about the GOP. He doesn't care about the American people. Not the future of America. He yeah. cares about... And it's it's he, too bad. He could actually have some kind of a public space to do some good if he would just get out of the way and end his political ambitions. He might even be accepted back by the stupid arbitrary left one way or another. But he's <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's not, you know, again, because this is like team us or them binary politics. If he can find a way to tank DeSantis and win the n- nomination, he's but. But I think DeSantis gets... I mean, ha- you would vote for him if he was the only viable alternative to a uh, second-term Joe Biden or somebody in his place. Oh, sure, I will. But I'd actually be excited to vote for DeSantis. And I think a lot of moderates would be excited to vote for DeSantis. He's run Florida economically well, and they've done yeah. well. And I think a lot of swing voters would go for DeSantis, whereas Trump is a crazy orange-haired monster that no swing voter is going to vote for now. And it's just selfish for him to stay in the running. These are the deep political mm-hmm. thoughts. That's, is, that's the procedure. It's an animated short film about abortion. Oh, okay. That shows how it's done. So the famous thing from Lake of Fire, where they do show a real abortion on camera, is a lot of people realized for the first time that when you do a surgical abortion, they have to piece the body together mm-hmm. on the table yeah. in order to know that they've gotten every part. That's just a standard part of an abortion procedure and a very horrific one. Yep. And Lake of Fire famously showed that, which I think was a wake-up call for some people. But I don't know. David DeLayden was the last time when, when all the body part stuff came out with uh, David DeLayden and whatever his organization was called. I had some slim hope that our, the nation's conscience could still be awo- awoke, but I have, I have no hope for that. Outside of an act of God, I just, the more gruesome things we show people, the more we actually hold up those signs and say, here's what it really looks like, the more we just give people an opportunity for their consciences to harden. And I'm not saying you never use that kind of rhetoric or you never show people graphic footage. I'm just saying that I don't think that's what's going to actually win the day. Like if we can just get people to understand what their pagan death cult is actually doing. Well, it's mm -hmm. just like anything else more and more. I don't know if this is just like... The connections that I make because I care about abortion and I care about other similar things, but it's just an increasing degree of honesty about what's actually happening with abortion that people just know and acknowledge, yes, we're killing babies. That's the decision we're making and we're completely okay with that. And I think a lot of people just do. They, it, we are engaged in a pagan death cult where if we offer, if we sacrifice some children, we'll get sacrifice. some rain. And, and we understand yeah. that's what we're doing. We understand it's really sad, better them than me. And look, my career is doing pretty well because I killed a baby. So who are you to complain? Don't watch my movies. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think that there's actually that many people that are like, I think abortion is just a harmless medical. Pre- what? Uh, well, um, I don't know. I, I'm under the impression that there are a lot of people who are happy to lie to themselves and just say it's undefined as to what a human being is. Yeah, maybe a better way for me to— I, I don't know. I'll, I'll restate in a different way. I think there's increasingly less people like that and increasingly mm-hmm. more yeah. people who are just yeah. like, yeah, we know what it is. And yeah, who cares? Our consciences I'm are sure, dead. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. All right. Nora Vincent, who chronicled Passing as a Man, is dead at 53. She wrote a book. I remember this vaguely from the Times called Self-Made Man. 
Yeah, and then she like after she was done with that whole thing, checked into like a mental institution and underwent various kinds of therapy and spiraled out of control because she couldn't hack the treatment the way that she was treated as a a cog in the machine as a man. Mm-hmm. And ultimately ended up committing self or physician assisted suicide. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. We're going to hear more and more stories like that insofar as they're allowed to be shared with us. Yeah, I mean, this is somebody who just did it for a PR stunt and a journalism sort of thing to make a book, but suffered serious. Well, you have to question the psychological health of somebody who would do that to begin with, but then certainly said that they suffered serious psychological ramifications from having done it. But as people detransition, as kids who are mutilated and wrecked hormonally and surgically grow up, we're going to see this kind of thing happen a lot. Yeah. Finally, I think this is the last article here. National Health Service routinely asks preteen boys if they are pregnant from a post-millennial article. So that's the thing that's happening. Yep. The sign, of course, says that only people who have internal reproductive organs have the ability to become pregnant. We check this out with each individual and conduct a pregnancy check accordingly. Huh. There's a word for those people. I can't remember what that word was. I have no idea. We just have to sort of ask everybody. Can't yeah. really know or tell who might or might not have internal reproductive organs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Which Maybe. I mean, sadly, is actually true. Like you know, this this article here with a picture of Nora Vincent dressed up as a dude. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, what a mess! It's a mess. It's 1984. It's 1984. Guys, any more thoughts about November in 1984? No, but that should be the new tagline at the top of every month. <laughs> Me and or Ben says, it's a mess. And then Jake says, it's, it's 1984. 1984. <laughs> at the top or the bottom. I was hoping that would be the exit music, but yeah, no, I love it. All right. Well, folks, join our Discord so you can tell us what to talk about. We'll talk about anything that you throw in that channel. Uh, we talked about Daylight Savings because Chris threw it in the channel, so we talked about it. So you can... Find some article about the consistency of feathers being used in pillows or something and throw it in there. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about whatever you want. Bye. Oh, patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity is how you become a part of that discord and how you become a part of so many wonderful things. Sign up for such and such an amount and you can get a t-shirt. T-shirt. A t-shirt. A t When you're as testosterone laden as we are, you only wear very small shirt because we have no testosterone. Our muscles are small and, and we want to try and trick people. So we, so we wear tiny clothes to try and emphasize what we do have. So no, that's not, not true. Between the three of us, I'd say we have, what, 2.5 men worth of testosterone? Yeah, that's probably true. Probably. Okay. No. <laughs> Between the three of us, we've got like 10 men's worth of testosterone. And so Ben's finger alone. I, I count as two men. Yes. Yeah, count as a quarter each. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Stay sane.